When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Well, happy Wednesday to you. And welcome to the day on the sports calendar where there isn't much going on, folks, at all. In fact, there are more games scheduled on Christmas Day than on this day. And this day is one day after the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which was won 3-2 by the American League. Giancarlo Stanton of the New York Yankees was named the uh, American League MVP. Nice outing by the Jays' Alec Manoa. Faced four batters in the second inning, fanned three of them, and uh, could not execute Fox analyst uh, John Smoltz's uh, uh, request for... Uh, a, a, a pitch where he ended up plunking Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets. Even on Monday, we had a home run derby. So at least, you know, we had, we had that to talk about. Of course, we have other things to talk about. It, it's a quiet day, folks. It's a quiet day as far as the scoreboard is concerned, as it's Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins once again tonight on 630 Chet Inside Sports. How you doing? Nice to have you. A bit of a cooler day out there today. Definitely the, the sun uh, felt nice. Not uh, as sweltering hot as it was the last few days, uh, and that's okay too. And if that's okay if you felt it was a little bit cooler today. I actually had someone as I was walking in to Commonwealth Stadium today to watch the Elks practice as they get ready for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's a 5.30 countdown to kickoff on Friday, 7 o'clock uh, kickoff on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. But he said, it's kind of cold today. I said, cold? He says, okay, maybe not cold, but it's a little cool. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can I can live with that. But, yeah, not much going on today as far as the scoreboard is concerned. As far as what's happening off uh, the various sporting events, of course, where there's still some hockey news going down. And, well, May 26th, you kind of heard a little bit of it. Jack Michaels, the call of the clip we're going to play in the intro, we're going to play it in uh, more uh, duration now, is is May 26th, 2022, the day – Connor McDavid broke the Calgary Flames. McDavid created a turnover for a dry side inside. McDavid, his shot scores! Connor McDavid has won the Battle of Alberta for Edmonton! 5-4 in overtime! And of course, the Oilers advanced to the Western Conference Final where they lost in four straight games to the uh, to the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. But we all thought, and you know, that was a really, really well-played series. 
that was not a five game a traditional five game series where one team was dominant over the other i mean it was a pretty even series for the most part even though the oilers they had a a lopsided win at home or a couple lopsided wins i guess um and then they they had a really back and forth game in game five but we all thought wow this is what we could expect for years to come Wonk, 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 wonk. That's not bad without a sound effect, eh, uh, Kellen? That's not too bad. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate that. But we know what happened a week ago. Johnny Gaudreau leaves the Flames, leaves after the Flames threw pretty much max money at him, and he said, oh, I was close to signing a seven-year deal with the Flames. Then he said he was close to signing near his hometown in uh, New Jersey with the Devils, and then the Columbus Blue Jackets came along with a deal that will pay him over $9 million. It was a lesser deal than what the Flames were offering. And then we talked about this on Monday, if you remember. And we had one of those this-just-in moments uh, right before Inside Sports went to air. Matthew Kachuk, actually, the Calgary Flames, filed for salary arbitration with Matthew Kachuk because Kachuk had the right on Friday to accept his QO, his qualifying offer for $9 million would only be for a year, and that would make him an unrestricted free agent next year. So the Flames said, well, we're going to get the jump on this. We're going to get the jump on this. And Bob Stoffer and I talked about this on Monday night. If you're the Flames, what little, uh, like, you, you don't have much choice here. You can't let Keith Kachuk, or Keith Kachuk, I said Keith Kachuk, that's how old I am. Matt, Matthew Kachuk, walk for nothing. So it's an aggressive kind of step for Brad Living, the general manager. But what's he to do? But Bob talked about it two nights ago. You risk aggravating the player further. And Eric Francis tweeted this out earlier today, around uh, 1245. As I've reported, Eric Francis from Sportsnet, I've reported in the, uh, as I've reported the last few days, Kachuk will be traded imminently. Him telling the Flames several days ago he won't sign an extension prompted the two sides to start working together and land him somewhere. He'd be open to inking an eight-year extension. So that's interesting. Where will he go? And a little bit later on this afternoon, Eric Francis tweeted again, can report that the alleged trade list for Kachuk circulating that includes St. Louis, Vegas, Florida, Nashville, and Dallas is not accurate. So this is clear as, clear as mud. That's 219 points going out of the Flames lineup this season between Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. And Gaudreau was a Hart Trophy candidate, even though he wasn't ultimately nominated, uh, definitely was in consideration for it. The Flames had one of their best seasons in franchise history. Definitely Stanley Cup contenders. I mean, Jacob Markstrom chose the Flames over the Oilers, so the, and the Oilers gave an offer of max dollars to Jacob Markstrom, and he chose the Flames, who's still a very good goaltender, except wasn't very good in the Oilers series, in that second-round series. But, man, oh, man, if you're a Flames fan right now, and I know a lot of Oilers fans are laughing, Okay, and inside I'm kind of going, you know, <laughs> but it, I have so much empathy for what Flames fans are going through because Oilers fans went through this many, many times. You know, any small market franchise pre-cap, pre-cap era, 
went through this. It stinks. It's awful. But as much as the laughing is going on and the and the ha 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 and the rolling on the floor and all that other stuff, uh, a buddy of mine who a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends, texted me last night, and we're talking, and he said he said this statement, which is the most realistic statement out of any statement I've heard in regarding this situation. So much for the Battle of Alberta. <sighs> I mean, let's face it. How much battle is there going to be? Now, there's time for the Flames to to address this situation. I mean, the haul for Matthew Kachuk could be pretty big. You know, you're in the offseason. The cap isn't all that much of a consideration like it is in the regular season. And Eric Francis of Sportsnet is saying this is going to happen soon. He expects a top six forward in return for Matthew Kachuk. And who knows who else? Who could that be? I mean, could Nazem Kadri circle back to the Flames, who have been in hot pursuit for Kadri for a while now, whenever he's become available for trade or, or to sign? So, yeah, the battle in the Battle of Alberta, it, it came back. It was a heck of a series in round two, won by the Oilers in five games. But uh, the battle is threatening to leave the Battle of Alberta again. I mean, there might be a better rivalry with the Kings and the Oilers, and the Kings, or the Oilers and the Canucks in the Pacific Division. And it might be only a good thing. It might be a good thing. I mean, people were upset. Why just three games with the Flames? Why just one home game, which is very early in the season, I believe October 15th? Uh, well, maybe now that's not such a bad thing. But let's just see what the Flames uh, can accomplish here. Want to call or text? You can do that, 780-496-0063. And the hotline is brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system. CertainTeed pro all the way. The uh, a lot of talk about the Oilers. I mean, Bob Stoffer has hinted on his show. He hinted it on this very show. And, of course, his show is Oilers Now from noon to 2, right here on 630 Chad weekdays. But there's something going on behind the scenes. There, there's The Oilers are not done yet. And I noticed today Frank Saravalli who uh, does some work for Sportsnet and has his own uh, platform called The Daily Faceoff. And he's hinting there's something going on with the Oilers behind the scenes. And, of course, Patrick Kane's name has come up, which is, are you kidding, Patrick Kane, an Oiler? So I don't know how this is going to work. I mean, the Oilers need to do some work with the cap and, and get contracts out. And, of course, there's talk about Barry and Fogle. And, of course, there's uh, two Oilers that filed for arbitration. One you would think will be an Oiler. One you think probably won't in Kyler Yamamoto, who will be likely and likely not in Jesse Pugliarvi. And Ryan McLeod still has to get signed. But uh, this is not gospel. This is not a prediction site. Bet Online has the odds in favor uh, or the team that has the better odds or the best odds to land Patrick Kane is the Edmonton Oilers. So take that for what it's worth. Take that for what it's worth. There you go. Uh, not good news in the CFL for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So all of a sudden are in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. First with Garrett Marino and the hit uh, below the, uh, or at the knees of Jeremiah Masoli that resulted in a four game suspension, had an earlier incident with another Redbacks player, then uh, racial slurs towards uh, Jeremiah Masoli as well. 
Well, Duke Williams has been suspended one game and fined, and the league has fined the Toronto Argos defensive back Shaq Richardson for their altercation before touchdown Atlantic, uh, their game in sat on Saturday in Halifax. Now, Williams ripped off Richardson's helmet, threw it at him. After the league says Richardson instigated the confrontation by crossing into the Riders' territory during pregame warmups, which is a no-no. Problem is, no penalties announced to start the contest. Both players were on the field. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Field with the respective clubs once play began. Now, in the warm-up, there is the on-field officials are not out there. Now, I don't think that would preclude the officials from actually laying out penalties, but it never happened, which kind of surprised me. Uh, Richardson, who the league says also punched Williams during the game, was fined the league max. That's half a game check. And Argonaut defensive lineman Eli Menser faces a one-game suspension for derogatory language towards an official during the same game. And it gets worse. The Riders canceled their practice today. Six additional players testing positive for COVID-19. So that's 10 players now in various stages of COVID protocol. The Riders are scheduled to host the Argos on Saturday. Team this morning said no decision had been made on whether the game of practices later this week will go forward. Jeremy O'Day, general manager of the uh, Riders, was uh, quoted today, a couple platform or a couple uh, outlets saying, if we cannot practice tomorrow, we're not playing. And uh, Dave Naylor of TSN has indicated that. And even Rod Peterson, host of his own show, the Rod Peterson Show, tweeting today that he's, uh, he's hearing that uh, the game will, in fact, be postponed. So you hope. There won't be a forfeit. You hope they will be able to reschedule the game. But uh, we know how difficult that can be, though, because uh, this is eerily familiar to what the Elks went through last year in August before Labor Day after uh, they won their first game in B.C. in mid-August, and then they were on the shelf for two weeks because of a COVID outbreak. And look, it says here that 10 players are in various stages of COVID protocol. The league doesn't really have a COVID protocol. So this is kind of all slapped together. I mean, there, there are no testing rules anymore, really. I mean, I'm sure if you're symptomatic, uh, you test. I mean, we're all kind of doing that now uh, in life and in our, in our you know, places of work. Uh, you know, if you're symptomatic now, you, you test, you know, and if you're, if you're positive, then you stay away. So these are 10 players now. If the list grows, which I think there's an expectation it might, but who knows? I mean, this trajectory of the virus is changing all the time. So, uh, but the league's on it. And, you know, again, there's no former protocols, but there's obviously contingencies have to be put in place here when you have something like this. So hopefully this is uh, the only time we we uh, hear about any of this. Last year is really only Edmonton that had a COVID outbreak. There were COVID cases across the league, but not to the abundance of what happened here in Edmonton so uh, last season. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of the Elks, pretty much status quo again. So that means Darrell Walker is out, receiver out with a hip growing issue. Uh, Trey Watson is out, middle linebacker with a knee issue. Uh, Nick Coe on the D-line is out with a hamstring. Kyle Oxley, receiver quarterback, out with a uh, hamstring issue as well. But it looks like 
couple players will come back. Niles Morgan, middle linebacker, uh, he looks like he'll play on Friday, and so will Deron Carter, who we'll hear from after the 6.30 news, by the way. Uh, defensive back will be uh, making his debut as well, as the Elks look for win at number one uh, against uh, at home and break a 10-game losing streak and win their second in a row and third in their last four games. It'll be tough against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll hear from a former Bomber in a moment. That's a kick returner for the Elks, Charles Nelson. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Well, we know how good the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are. 6-0, and of course, two-time defending uh, Grey Cup champions. Zach Caleros is something like 22-2 and as a starter since uh, coming aboard back in 2019. Charles Nelson, one of a couple of former Bombers, Kenny Lawler being the most notable, but Nelson uh, was a feature in their return game for a couple of seasons. Uh, he spoke about why the Bombers right now are the standard just having everybody on the same page, you know. Uh, when you have guys that are individual-based or we want the whole team to be team-based, you know. And when you get that, you get that uh, that flow of things and, and everything just, this guy's looking out for this guy, this guy's looking out for that guy, and, and we just keep building. So we got to get there. You really have a team like that. Do you try to bring some of the pieces of that here and uh, see what you can fit in? Or? Every team's different, you know. So you can't bring what you did at one team here and hope to get the same success. You know, we have to put our own success together. And like I like we've done it twice already, you know. Uh, Montreal, Hamilton, we've done it in the second half. We just got to keep it that way the whole game. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the process and the and the and the building towards that 60-minute game, so you don't have to rally from 13 or 19 down, or you'll have the slide in the second half. Yeah, you know, when you start fast, start strong. You know, it's it's, it's always a good thing, but that's not always the the right case because uh, mm -hmm. there's been teams who started strong and weren't able to finish you got to find a team players that are ready to play the whole game and, and, and finish so that's what we just got to do is finish good teams know how to play in the fourth quarter and take games over yeah they do like and I, you've done it two of the last three games <laughs> we've done it twice now we just got to stick the whole thing together yeah. when we stick the whole thing together i think this team could be really scary and the uh, Bombers, they are dealing with some injuries here. Greg Ellingson, who's the leading receiver in the CFL, former Elk, uh, he's uh, was limited today in practice because of a hip injury. Uh, he's questionable. Jackson Jeffcoat, hip injury limited. He's one of the uh, bookends on the D-line for the uh, Bombers with Willie Jefferson on the other side. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, there's fine special teams player Mike Miller, uh, ankle issue, former uh, former double E player. He did not participate. He is questionable. So some injury issues for the Bombers as well. But Deron Carter is going to play for the Elks, and we'll hear from him next that he's excited, folks, and you'll hear how excited coming up. It's Campbell and for Wilkie on 630 Chad Inside Sports this week. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.